Blog post number 8, date November 11th, 2019. Title, Excuse me, awesome human, but your ugly is showing. Recognizing, holding space for, and getting productive with the sourness of our own circumstances. I cannot tell you the number of times that I have had or have carried a sour disposition towards the challenges that I have had to navigate in my life thus far. There was not finding a job after grad school sourness. There was and still continues to be varying levels of sourness when dealing with interpersonal challenges in my close relationships. There is sourness towards systems and policies that seem to oppress the most vulnerable among us. There is sourness towards people when their actions towards me have caused me distress. At this rate, I have enough experience in sourness to pitch the idea that the newest flavor in a bag of Sour Patch Kids candy be sour guava. I actually like guava. And shout out to the Croft crew and to my colleague May, whose contextualization on the concept of sourness added the extra fuel that I needed to expand on this topic. So let's get right to it, shall we? So I believe that to experience sourness is to be fully human. So this means that there is no one in the world who is exempt from having this experience of sourness. I think that the issue of a sour disposition only arises when our reactions to the sourness is displayed in ugly ways that hurt us and others around us. I've thought long and hard about what is at the root of sourness and have come to the realization that it is really based upon an emotion or a series of emotions that are felt as a result of a particular situation and a subsequent need that we want to have met in the face of distress. I've come up with a few hypotheses around sourness, some responses in the face of and the needs that we want met in the face of distress. They are listed below and you are welcomed to consider them as you do your own reflection on this topic. So I really believe that sourness is driven by feelings of anger, disgust, fear, surprise, sadness, or shame. And out of these core emotions are subsets of emotions that are experienced along a continuum. Please feel free to Google Feelings Wheel for reference. I believe that these feelings and emotions that we experience are often brought on by things or situations that threaten our sense of perceived and real safety. I believe that in as much as we have evolved as a species, that there are parts of our older brain namely our amygdala that is just waiting for an opportunity to run the show especially in times when it senses that we may, we may be in some sort of danger, be it real or perceived. And it is activated to help us fight, fly away from, or freeze in the face of this threat. This hypothesis is scientifically proven. And feel free to Google the YouTube video, Manager Minute or Two, hyphen Amygdala Hijack, for more context on this. I also believe that our sour responses are adaptive and they are a direct 
attempt to help us to move away from the threat and towards safety. This is a need. I also believe that these needs are rooted in self-preservation and are usually well-founded on the premise of wanting to be heard, validated, accepted, loved, stay alive, achieve success, and to avoid additional suffering. Y'all know how I feel about additional suffering. We all want to have these things as humans, and honestly, it is not a bad thing to want to experience all of these positive feelings and these positive experiences. It really is the cornerstone of our human experience. So now that I've outlined some of my hypotheses on the construct of sourness, I want to take a look at how we humans can begin to navigate this experience differently, hopefully with more positive outcomes for ourselves and for others around us. So let's call this action plan Life Hacks for Making Lemon Iced Tea and Key Lime Pie. It's a pretty dandy name and it really, really does sound delicious already, don't you think? So the first important part in processing sourness is to recognize when it is happening to you or for you. Your body and thoughts are really great indicators of discomfort. For instance, do you notice that your thoughts are critical or harsh and vengeful about the person or entity causing you distress? Is your body doing weird things like a tight throat, a heavy chest, woozy head or belly, and wobbly limbs or tension in your neck or other body parts? So full disclosure, I feel all these things when my sourness is beginning to emerge. And honestly, I call it my petty. So don't worry, because this is a very normal response and a great messenger that clues us in to help us understand what may be happening for us in the moment. I am glad that I have my cues because honestly, I would be sitting in jail with no clue how to make prison garb fashionable. And I think you guys know how I feel about fashion. It is life. Once I realize that I am in sourness mode, I name it and I name it bravely. I say, I am angry or sad or hurt or jealous or whatever distressing emotion that I may be feeling in that moment. Then I go on to say why I feel that way. For example, I may say that I am disappointed that I didn't get a pay raise even though I met all my targets for the year. I've gotten so brave in the last couple years that I can comfortably articulate this to my sunlight people now without fear of being judged or shamed. The only way that I know how to tame the sourness is to name it. And once I name it, I then activate my arsenal of self-compassion practices. The loving kindness that I extend to myself during my time of suffering. I spoke to the practice of self-compassion in my last blog post, which you can find on the last podcast that I made. And on, my blog, and on my blog post. I also encourage you to visit Dr. Kristen Neff's website at www.self-compassion.org 
Dr. Neff's research delves more deeply into the concept of self-compassion, and she really is an expert in this radical way of existing. So I encourage you to check her out. I then recognize that my sourness is brought on by a need that is possibly not being met. And I bravely name that too. For example, I need to feel listened to or valued or validated, etc. The last part of processing my sourness is to make meaning of it through an action plan that sees me try to get my needs met in ways that I am truly proud of and in ways that are, are reflective of my values as Tahira, awesome human. I think that this is the part that goes horribly wrong for many of us because we tend to act from a place of irrationality rather than wisdom when overwhelmed with distress. The question that I ask myself once I take a few breaths is this. Okay, so I have this need. How do I try to meet it in a way that is safe, not at the expense of others, and where I don't inwardly cringe at the manipulation techniques that I've used to get it? I also ask myself, is this a need that I can meet partially by myself? Nine times out of ten, the answer is yes. And this is where I look to my own abilities, my external resources, and the wisdom that I've accrued over time as Tahira Awesome Human for guidance in helping me to meet those needs. So I've summed up tackling sourness productively into three parts. Awareness, acknowledgement, and an action plan. Triple A. Not the steak, but just as juicy. Awareness means recognizing my emergent sourness. It also means utilizing various physiological sensations and thought patterns to recognize that I am responding to something that is happening or has happened to me. Acknowledging verbally what is happening for me in this moment and the discomfort that this unmet need is causing. As an example, I am sour because I didn't get that raise at work, even though I met all my targets for three consecutive years. I don't feel valued by my employer. This is a difficult moment or a moment of suffering for me. Now, I will be clear that this is not my experience. I am literally three months into my new job and loving every single aspect of it. And lastly, an action plan. A plan of how I am going to get my needs met in a way that leaves me feeling proud of how I have acted and that draws on my own strengths and wisdom and external resources and in ways that mitigate the risk of harm to others. So there you have it. The triple A. Awareness, acknowledgement, and action plan. It can be really hard to let go of sourness sometimes because most of us want some sort of vindication when we have been wronged by others. I will say this, experiencing sourness is validation that life has tossed you a couple of lemons. It is your truth and this experience should not be minimized by you or anyone else that you choose to disclose your sour disposition to. What I do know is that letting sourness sit with no plans for actively addressing it 
means that the lemons will eventually ferment and turn into vinegar and that anything that touches it will be sour and unpleasant. I believe wholeheartedly that we want to experience positive outcomes in our lives and that we want others to feel good when they are around us. The only way that we can do this is to see sourness for what it is, a response to an unmet need that distresses us, and that the only way to get through the sourness is to carefully craft healthful and wise action plans to get this need met so that we can move on to more positive life experiences that enrich us as humans. So I challenge you to waste no more time wallowing and to go make your own lemon iced tea and key lime pie. I promise you that the results will be sweeter than you expect and that it'll be much more palatable than sourness. Love and kindness to you. XOXO, Tahira.